Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Top five key things to watch in week 12. These are things that could affect the playoff uh, or just kind of maybe interesting scenarios. Number five, can Tennessee do anything against Georgia? Georgia has... Turn it on like their early season woes are, are well behind them. Tennessee looked like they were a team that could at least, you know, you know, bump heads with everybody. But after that debacle against Mizzou last week where Mizzou just ran right through them, Mizzou's really good and gave Georgia all they wanted a, a couple weeks ago. I just don't see Tennessee being the team that uh, if you were hoping for Georgia's win streak to, to end, I don't think it comes at the hands of the Vols. Yeah, I don't either. I uh, think Georgia's the best team pound for pound in the country right now, and uh, Tennessee obviously uh, been an up and down season for them. But uh, yeah, not banking on even being at home uh, this to be you know a game that goes in their favor in the long run. I think they keep it close early, but I think Georgia's just too good. Yeah, they they've been okay, that Tennessee, but uh, Georgia's seems like they're just kind of like they're just prepping. They're like getting ready for a marathon, and they're running a little bit longer every t- every weekend, getting better and better. And I think they might maul Tennessee. Number four, will Oregon State knock UW out of playoff contention? I I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, they can. If they, like, and that's my other question is, will they say it's a close game and Washington takes a loss and then beats Oregon again in the conference title game? Was that put Washington back in, or do they get in the same mess that Texas and Alabama are going to be in? I'm very curious about that, but this is the, you know, every game is the biggest game of the season when you're trying to make the playoff, obviously. But this one is so interesting, and so um, the ramifications of it have more than just one one tentacle to it. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously a huge game, a massive game for both teams, and uh, Washington in particular as far as the playoff hopes go, but a huge, uh, you know, fan uh, experience, and uh, I would expect dramatic backdrop and uh, just big stakes attached to this one in Corvallis. So, um, yeah, I think uh, the Beavers will be ready. Uh, They play better at home. Um, I mean, you say that with every team, but, like, they know they really are, like, way better at home than they are on the road. So uh, there was certainly a lot of talk about an upset p- uh, potential earlier in the week, and I don't think that that's subsided much at all. So, um, yeah, I mean, will they? That's, that's obviously what we're watching for tomorrow, but there's as good of a chance as any for them to do so. Who's better resume 
One loss, Texas. One loss, Alabama. We know the head-to-head. One loss, Oregon, uh, Oregon or one loss, Washington. Yeah, I mean, it's it, like you kind of get it. That's where you get into the splitting hairs of it, right? Because if you throw those four teams up against the wall, whose resume is better? You know, I, I think. And by you, the way, the one loss Washington could be to Oregon in the big uh, Pac-12 championship game. Yeah, so which then would really you've got be a mess. Yeah, then you've got a, a, a real mess. So that that's where the committee. I that's where I don't envy their job when it comes to getting four because you do have to split hairs, which is why I wish one of them be like, look, man, we're splitting hairs here. Like when it comes down to it, we are we're we're trying to find a needle in a stack of needles. It's it's I don't know. Um, what to tell you that you want to hear that's going to make you feel better. We just think that X team is the best team to go up against this based on several totally arbitrary factors because everybody else is the same. And hate to break it to you guys, there's parity in college football yep. if you're not. I mean, and it even it's coming to the SEC too. Yep. It's coming. Yep. Um, this is all good news, but when you see more parity, you're going to have tougher conversations. Yep. Uh, it could be like in the end, there could be eight or nine teams and it'd be great. I want chaos. I want chaos. That's what I, I want. I, I want to see them struggle to get those four teams. I, I just want one of them to live in Tallahassee. That's all. Yeah. I don't care who the other three are. I just personally need one of them to live in Tallahassee. Number three, has Clemson turned it back on? Has Dabo, at least in the short term, been able to fuel all the negativity into the channel where they can win regularly again for at least – until he, he fixes his roster issue. We all picked Clemson to win the game because uh, it's at home. North Carolina has been really spotty. But, um, you know, player for player, uh, this is kind of an evenly matched game. But, I don't know, I, I just don't trust them to go in. And if Clemson's turned it back on, that would be really, really interesting. If they have, maybe this is what woke Dabo up and made him look at, okay, here's what we've been doing wrong. I don't know if he's that introspective, but... Um, after that game against Notre Dame last week, I, I'm kind of wondering, like, okay, um, you know, is this is this what he needs? Was Tyler from Spartanburg the spark that lit the match? I think he ought to get a game ball. Yeah, potentially. I mean, they're they're getting better, but they're still not great. I mean, uh, although they could finish very strong if you were to finish out 8-4 and four and uh, have a win over North Carolina to add to the mix, and I think that that would be – uh, good little ending to what was a, a really bad story, at least early on. I've seen some of the speculation about A&M, like would they go after Dabo, um, which is interesting, made me stop and think a little bit. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's got a, a little bit of momentum building right now. Um, you know, Cade Culbin had a nice game, and it hasn't always been the case this year. So, yeah, maybe there's something a little bit, uh, little bit you know, sparking back up here. For, I mean, it's not like they just lost all their talent. I mean, there might be areas where they're not as talented, but it's not like they lost everybody and they just suddenly were just some mundane program, you know, out there in the Carolinas. I mean, they they just needed a little bit of time to get it together, it looks like, and um, they have a chance to finish really strong. Number two, can Louisville make the ACC title game? Can they do it? Can they withstand Miami? Look, they, they have the one loss, and it was a, it was a, a dud to pit. Then they almost had a dud against against Virginia. Miami is is you know kind of treading water here, but the game is in Miami. Uh, Mario Cristobal would love nothing more than to throw the rest of the ACC into chaos. I'm sure with a win this week, Tyler Van Dyke needs a he needs a good game. Like the dude needs a good game. Whether he has it in him or not remains to be seen. But. Um, if Louisville wins, they're in the ACC title game, and that would be remarkable turnaround for Jeff Brown in year one. 
Yeah, it'd be a great finish. Uh, they are in the top ten right now. I mean, they have a lot to play for and a lot in front of them if they can win this game. But it is a pretty big obstacle. You know, Miami struggled over the last few weeks. Um, you know, obviously Louisville had the blemish as well against Pitt, which is you really look back on that like what an ugly loss that was. But um, yeah, I mean, I think Miami's slight favorites last I looked. Um, but this should be one heck of a game. And, yeah, Louisville can do it. I mean, I think they can do it, but uh, can and actually doing are, are two different things. So, yeah, well, that's a big game to watch for tomorrow morning. I'll be curious to see what happens if they do lose and North Carolina is playing for it uh, against Clemson, how that, how that affects that game. I, I, I'm really, really curious about that. Or if they do win, like does, does North Carolina, do they, knowing that, because there's no way Mac Brown's going to be able to keep that information from them. Right. Especially considering that Clemson, like even if he tried, as soon as they run out of the field, Clemson's going to throw that score up on the screen. So Yeah, no, you can't keep that. Not, not everyone, you look at everyone's got a phone. Yeah. Now, I got a question about the ACC. Florida State's going to play for the championship against Louisville, maybe? Or North Carolina. Okay. The Big Ten East champion's going to play against Iowa, right? The. That's not going to help him any. It's not going to help Florida State any. Are those two championship games going to in any way help those two teams it just other than it's just a win? The only thing it's going to help Florida State is being undefeated if they win it, right? And, and, like, and, that, and that's assuming that they beat Florida in the Swamp next week. But yeah. say they do beat Florida in the Swamp next week and then beat Louisville, then all it's going to do is like, okay, you've got a 13-0 Power 5 team here, uh, brand-name team that's sitting there. So, yeah, it's not going to help them like – it's not going to put them from four to one. No, you know if they do. No, I mean it's it's not going to be like that. So no, I mean the, yeah, FSU just has to win. They they it would be very easy to you know take FSU out and put Texas, Oregon, or Bama in that spot. And look, if if Louisville wins out, which means they would only have one loss, and they would have beaten Florida State, who had given them one loss, then they have an argument as well. Although their schedule probably not as strong as some of the rest of the people. If that Louisville would be in front beats of them. Florida State. Neither one of them make the play. No, exactly. Yeah. That's just yeah. that's just the excuse they need. Well, ACC, yeah. you know, congratulations on a hard fought season and yeah. enjoy the Orange Bowl. Yeah. That's yeah. what's going to happen there. And number one, what does the Texas offense look like without Jonathan Brooks? I think that is going to be not just for this game, but for does it are there significant differences with Cedric Baxter in there or what they want to do with with their run game? Then if he is in there, if when Brooks was in there, how do they change that up? That's not just for this week. That's for going forward into the game against Texas Tech, into what could be the Big Twelve title game, and into the playoff or the the postseason, whatever that is. You know, so uh, I'm very curious to see if they make if. If Baxter being in changes what they do or what they can expect from their running back position, yeah, I mean, it just seemed like Jonathan Brooks was in a really good groove and um, well on his way to having a huge stretch run. So uh, without him, yeah, I do think that that shuffles things up a little bit. It's not as much of a guarantee of kind of what you already had in place. Now that is more of a question mark, whereas it was a, a strong point for you. I mean, not to say those guys can't come in and um, you know Baxter among them. Uh, play really well for you that's certainly possible and they've got a lot of weapons around that can take and alleviate some of that pressure off of those guys but when it comes down to it and they need yardage um, they could bank on Brooks and now it's a little bit more of a question like you said so yeah I'm curious to see that as well do we find that out exactly tomorrow um, I don't know but uh, they're gonna need to 
I mean, we're going to see the proof in the pudding over this stretch run, especially if they book a spot in the Big 12 title tomorrow. Uh, they're going to have, you know, an extra game to play, and um, that run game is going to come into play, absolutely. So, yeah, uh, that's a big loss for them, but how big is uh, we'll start to see that tomorrow. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think Baxter, he's got like three or 400 yards rushing, but I've seen him also pop a couple because he's a five-star elite player, not just a five-star running back. He just hasn't had the opportunities because Brooks has been so good. I think Jatavian Sanders and the wide receivers, they'll try to open that up like they have been and see how – and Ewers can't afford an early turnover or two, obviously, like he did against a couple of teams this year. Rogue Media Network.